Welcome to the Guitar Music Theory Podcast. I'm Desi Serna, author of Fretboard Theory, Guitar Picking Mechanics, Guitar Theory for Dummies, and more. This podcast features free guitar lessons that focus on music theory for guitar, including guitar scales, chords, progressions, modes, composition techniques, improvisation, and more. The lessons are geared toward intermediate level players on up. You can follow along on either an acoustic or electric guitar. Bass players can take away a lot from the lessons too. Today's podcast episode is a previous recording in which I discuss what the key of a song is. You learn about tonic pitches, relative major and minor, modes, and key signatures. This lesson is based on my book, Fretboard Theory, Volume 2, Chapter 1. I'm Desi Serna, author of Fretboard Theory and Fretboard Theory Volume 2. In this free guitar lesson, I'm going to teach what the key of a song is. This will include a discussion of tonics, relative major and relative minor, modes, and key signatures. Okay, so what is the key of a song? You know, musicians will always refer to a key of a song. This is in the key of this, or this is in the key of that. But oftentimes, there are different ways that you can look at a piece of music, and you can identify it in different ways. So one person might say, well, this, this is in the, the, the G scale. But another person might say, no, this is in the, the Dorian scale. Or there are always more additional details about a piece of recorded music that will help you understand how it's composed and what the real key is. But often these details are left out and people just give you very general information about a song. And also, sometimes people will always refer to the first chord in a song, no matter what it is, even if it's not actually the key and even if it's not the primary chord in the song. So we're going to talk about that because this is really important to understanding music and how music is composed and uh, if you want to be more successful as an improviser or a composer you really need to know kind of all of the uh, uh, details of songs inside and out and this will also help you understand theory it'll help you uh, communicate with other musicians more effectively so to begin I want to introduce you to a new term a term that I did not use in my first volume of fretboard theory and that is the term tonic, T-O-N-I-C, tonic. The tonic is the tonal center of a piece of music. It's the primary pitch or chord that the music centers on. Um, so you can have a tonic chord in a song, a tonic chord in a progression. Tonic can also refer to the primary pitch in a scale, the tonic pitch in the scale. In my earlier version, I used to use the word root. Well, technically, root refers to the primary pitch in a chord, and tonic refers to the primary pitch in a scale or a chord progression or a piece of music. So, for example, if you're playing a handful of chords, 
there's always going to be one chord that everything kind of centers on and revolves around. That's the, it's the place where things come back for resolution and sound most stable. In this case, I played the chords G, E minor, C, and D. And the way that this chord progression is composed and played, you hear G as the primary chord, as the tonal center. So you'd say that G is the tonic. I could take some of the same chords and play them in a manner where the focus is on something other than G. For example, So in that example, I played E minor, D, C, and then I resolved on E minor. So that's played in a manner where E minor is heard as the primary chord or the tonic pitch. E minor and G are actually related. Those two examples that I played are both drawn from the same parent major scale. They come from the G major scale. In the first example, um, I played a progression that's centered on the first degree in the major scale, G. And in the second example, I played a progression that focused on the sixth degree in the G major scale, E. The first degree of the major scale is called Ionian mode, though most musicians would never really use that term. They would just call it the major scale, plain major. And the sixth degree is called Aeolian mode, though most musicians would not use that term because the sixth degree or the sixth mode is also, it's better known as the natural minor scale. So you have the plain major. And then you have the natural minor, which always uh, stems off of the sixth degree of a major scale. And these two are called the relative major and the relative minor. If you're familiar with those terms, they usually refer to the first and the sixth degrees in the major scale. And in music, it has become standard practice to categorize everything as being in one of two possible keys, either major or minor. And if something is in a major key, then it's assumed to be uh, based on the first degree in the major scale. And if it's in a minor key, then it's assumed to be based off of the sixth degree in the major scale. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, the, you can base music on any degree on the major scale, not just the first and the sixth degrees. And you're right, you can. And that's where uh, you get the other modes like Dorian and Phrygian and Lydian and Mixolydian. Those can be used to and those are used to. However, and this is where things get a little frustrating and confusing, it, has, it is standard practice in music to just think either plain major or plain minor. And then it, if a song is based on a major chord, but it's not actually plain major, it's like it's Lydian or it's Mixolydian, then it's usually up to you to figure that out 
and make the appropriate adjustments. Likewise, if a piece of music is in a minor key but it's not uh, centering on the sixth, it's actually uh, you know, centering like on the second in Dorian mode or the third, again, it's up to you to figure that out and to know that and to play the song properly. So the key of a song really only tells you what the primary chord is in the progression and some detective work is necessary in order to, to find out what's really happening in the music. So let me walk you through some song examples and we will analyze them and hopefully at the end of this you'll have a better understanding of music. And uh, well you might be a little frustrated too but uh, <clears throat> we'll see. So I'm going to play three songs and all three of these songs are said to be in the key of F. All right. The first one is uh, a progression that sounds similar to The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens. And it sounds like this. Right? That's The Lion Sleeps Tonight. the primary chord in that progression where everything comes back for resolution is F. So you say, oh yeah, it's in the key of F. Okay, here is a second example. This one's based on Tequila by the Champs. This song also centers on F, at least for uh, this part of it. So you would also say that tequila is in the key of F. Okay, a third example. This is based on Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. This is uh, also centering on an F chord, and it's typically said to be in the key of F. So we have three different chord progressions that all center on F, and they're all said to be in the key of F. But are they all really in the key of F? Let's go back and analyze these and see what's really happening. So the line sleeps tonight is using the chords F, B flat, and C. Those are the three major chords in F, right out of the F major scale. Right? No surprise there. Typical 1-4-5 chord progression in F. So the line sleeps tonight is in F. So to say that it's in the key of F properly identifies not only its primary chord, but also the major scale that the notes and the melody drawn from. Okay, second example, tequila. Tequila uses the chords F, all right, we're good there, and E flat. Okay, we're not good there. This is not the F major scale. If it were the F major scale, you'd have an E natural in there. But we've got an E flat. 
Okay, so this is not the F major scale. You've got an, an F chord and then two frets lower, you've got an, another major chord, E flat. And whenever you have two major chords a whole step apart, you should recognize that as being chords four and five. So if E flat is four and F is five, B flat is one. So this chord progression is actually drawn from the B flat major scale. But it's centering on the fifth degree F. Whoops. And so it's creating uh, F mixolydian mode. Mixolydian is the fifth mode. So to say that this song is in the key of F does properly identify that F is the primary chord, F is the tonic pitch, although there's more to the story with this song. F is not the first degree. It's not in the F major scale. It's actually a modal song. It's based on the fifth degree of the B flat major scale. And it's usually going to be up to you to figure this out. Musicians, if you're going to jam tequila, they're usually not going to say, okay, all right, guys, ready? Follow me, tequila in F. But remember, F is the fifth of the B flat major scale. We're really in F mixolydian mode. You're not going to hear that on the bandstand. People are going to say, tequila, yeah, it's uh, in F. Because usually musicians will only identify the primary pitch or primary chord. Any other details, it's up to you to, to figure it out and follow. Okay, the third example, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, uses uh, the chords F and G. I actually was playing the first string open on each chord. That creates an F major 7 and a G6, right? Okay, again, anytime you have two major chords a whole step apart, you should recognize them as being 4 and 5. So we've got an F major, and then I'm moving up two frets to a G major. So obviously this is not the F major scale. If it was, that G would be minor. It'd be chord two. Right? But it's not minor. It's major. So we've got four and five. If F is four and G is five, then C is one. How do I know this? This is going back to the major scale chord patterns that I taught in the first volume of fretboard theory. You should know those patterns like the back of your hand, okay? So dreams is actually drawn from the C major scale, but it's centering on F, the fourth degree. That creates like F Lydian mode. So again, people would usually say, yeah, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, uh, it's an F. But there's more to the story there. Uh, it's actually F Lydian. So you got to remember that the, quote, key of a song usually only identifies the tonic pitch or chord. If there's something else happening in there, if it's a mode, you got to figure it out on your own. There could be other things happening in the music too, like modal interchange, uh, key changes, borrowed chords. I hope to teach on those topics in some future podcasts, so stay tuned. Okay, so not only do musicians 
usually only refer to the primary you know, pitch or chord in a song. But in written music, standard musical notation, right, all the lines and dots that uh, we guitar players are terrified of, will usually notate music as if it's in a plain major or plain minor, natural minor, and they will ignore uh, the modes. So, for example, these three songs that I played, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, Tequila, and Dreams, which were really each drawn from a different parent major scale. The Lion Sleeps Tonight was drawn from F major scale. Tequila was actually F mixolydian, B-flat major scale. And Dreams was F lydian, C major scale. But you're likely to see all three of these songs notated in music with the same key signature, F major. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details about key signatures and sharps and flats and reading music and all that, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. So for those of you that are familiar with standard musical notation, um, this will be helpful to you. Music publishers generally disregard the mode of a song. If, if the music has a major chord uh, as the primary chord, then they assume it to be plain major, Ionian mode, and they use that key signature. If it's not really in plain major, then uh, the notes and chords that fall outside of that key signature have to be corrected in the score with the use of accidentals. Right? That's when you'll have like a sharp or a flat or a natural sign in front of a note cueing you, the player, not to play the notes that are reflected in the key signature. And you might think, well, if a song is in a mode, wouldn't it be easier just for them to tell you the key signature at the beginning that actually reflects the true parent major scale? So, for example, um, you know, Tequila by the Champs. If that's really drawn from uh, the B-flat major scale, well, then why wouldn't they put the B-flat key signature? That way, they don't have to go through and use a bunch of accidentals to, to correct, correct the music. Um, and the answer is because that's how it is. Um, it's just become standard practice to treat everything as either being plain major or plain minor and use those key signatures. And if something else is happening, then they will uh, correct it with accidentals. Now, every once in a while, you will come across a piece of music, or every once in a while, I, I do see a piece of music that is modal, and it will use the... Uh, proper key signature that actually ref reflects the true parent major scale. And then usually there'll be a little performance note or something at the beginning. Um, you know, and it'll, it'll tell you, OK, we've got the you know, B-flat key signature here, but the music is really centering on F. Um, it'll say like F tonality, or it might even say F mixolydian mode. Uh, I want to give you some more examples using some minor keys. Okay. So we talked about three different songs that were all said to be in the key of F major, but they were actually um, all drawn from different ma uh, major scales. So I'm going to play three songs that are all said to be in the key of E minor. Um, now, when you say the key of E minor, that implies E natural minor, which would be relative to G. E natural minor stems from the sixth degree of the G major scale. So let me give you three examples. The first one 
is Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. All right? You can hear that that is the primary pitch there is E. It's E minor, okay? Here's another example based on E minor. This is A Horse with No Name by America. Also based on E minor, so people would say, yeah, that's an E minor. And here's another example. This is a bit of a song. Uh, this, is, this is based on the first part of the song, War, by Joe Satriani, and it sounds like this. Again, because this is centering on E minor, an E minor chord, and E is the primary pitch, musicians would say it's in the key of E minor. All right, let's go back now and analyze these three song examples, and let's see what's really happening, okay? Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi uh, uses the chords E minor, C, and D. So to say that this song is in the key of E minor implies E natural minor, which is relative to G, and these chords fit right in, okay? C would be the four chord in the key of G, D is the five chord, and E minor is the sixth. So this is based on the sixth degree of the G major scale. Okay, no problem there. That's what, that's what we expected. Okay, the next song, Horse With No Name by America. This is based on uh, E minor and a form of F sharp minor. So we have two minor chords right in a row. And whenever you have two minor chords in a row, you should recognize them as being chords two and three from the major scale, because that's the only place in the major scale where you have two minor chords a whole step apart in a row. So if E minor is two, then just move backward from there, D would be one. So A Horse With No Name is actually drawn from the D major scale, but it's centering on the second degree, E minor, and that produces E Dorian mode. And you'd play notes of D major or E Dorian mode over it. Okay, the third example, which was based on War by Joe Satriani. Um, by the way, that song is played a little bit differently than I played it. It's actually an E-flat tuning, but um, it's still based on E and the E-flat tuning. So I'm using the chords E minor and F major. Okay, so... We've got a minor chord, and then we're moving up a half step to a major chord. This can't be the natural minor scale, because if it were E natural minor, you'd have an E, the next note would be F sharp, not F, okay? 
So if you think about the construction of a major scale, specifically the, the chord sequence, uh, the only place where you have a minor chord and then you move up a half step to a major chord is between three and four. So if E minor is three, and you move backwards from there, D minor would be two, and C would be one. So this chord progression is actually drawn from the C major scale, but it's focusing on the third degree, E, which makes E Phrygian, E Phrygian mode. And its most defining characteristic is that, that flat second interval where the second, the second note is a half step higher. Okay, uh, so we have three songs that are all said to be in the key of E minor, but they're actually all drawn from three different major scales. And it's up to you to figure this out because musicians usually won't give you this information. So Living Out of Prayer was in fact E natural minor, but A Horse With No Name was E Dorian, drawn from the D major scale, and war is E Phrygian, drawn from the C major scale. And just like with the major examples, you would, you're probably going to see all three of these songs notated with the same key signature, a key signature for E minor. That would be a G sharp, because there's one sharp in the key of G. E minor is relative to G. And then, well... And for living out of prayer, you're not going to have any problem because the notes and chords are, in fact, drawn from uh, that scale. But for a horse with no name and war, you're going to see accidentals used throughout the score to correct, correct the notes so that you have the proper sound or the proper mode. Now, you might see these notated um, with a different key signature. Usually, you don't, but every once in a while, I do come across it. So... You might see a horse with no name notated with a key signature for D. So you know, oh, I'm using D major scale notes and chords, right? I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm using notes related to that scale. But then there'll be a performance note or something that says like uh, E tonality or E minor tonality, meaning you're focusing on an E minor chord. Or it might even say E Dorian. I have seen that before. So... But most of the time, you won't see this. So whether you're jamming with friends and someone tells you what a key of a song is, or even when you're looking at the sheet music, usually there is more behind the music than what is reflected in the key. And it's up to you to figure it out. OK, a couple other things that you need to be aware of while we're on the topic of keys here. A lot of musicians will refer to the very first chord in a song as the key, even if it's not really the true primary chord. So in this case, uh, well, you still have to figure out what's really happening in the song. Is it, is it modal? How do, what parent major scale does the whole progression really fit into? But sometimes you also have to figure out, okay, they're saying it's this key, but what really is the primary chord? A good example of this would be Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. Almost all guitar players know that one. So this, this song's a little confusing because if you ask most guitar players, well, what key is it in? They'll say, oh, it's in the key of D, right? You start on D. But 
you know, if you listen to the music and you uh, play some of the guitar solos, you find that most of the guitar solos are actually based in like G major pentatonic and even G major scale. Right? Um, and when I play over this song, I usually will use G major pentatonic and the uh, G major scale. Now, there's, there's more going on in that song, but that's uh, basically that, that's what's happening. And uh, if you want to improvise over that, those two scales will work just, just fine. So even though guitar players say it's in D, in my head I have to realize, okay, what they mean is that it starts on D, but I'm actually thinking G. You know, in this, the progression is two beats on D, two beats on C, then you have a full measure of G. So you're on G most of the time, and I really feel that G makes better sense as the primary pitch or the primary chord, and that's usually what I focus on, and that's the way I hear the song, too. So um, there could be other songs where it starts on a chord other than the actual primary pitch, you know, so it's, it settles on another primary pitch after the intro, and that would be the true key, but musicians are still going to call the key whatever comes first. So you'll have to look out for that. Uh, another thing you have to look out for is that um, sometimes music musicians will, um, they will analyze other parts of the song. And so they'll come to a different conclusion of what the key is. Um, so for example, if you ask some guitar players, well, what key is Pride and Joy by um, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Well, that song centers on an open E major chord, so uh, you would think, well, it's in E major, um, but it's a blues, so there's some different things going on. You've got minor over major being applied. Most guitar players are going to play E minor pentatonic over it. So it wouldn't be uncommon for a guitar player to say, yeah, Pride and Joy, it's in the key E minor, because they're thinking... Well, I play E minor pentatonic scale, so that's my key, right? So you have to look out for that sort of thing. Um, I had someone email me and insist that in my first book I was wrong to label what I like about you by the Romantics as being E Mixolydian mode because they were sure that it was actually E Dorian mode. And I went back and forth with this person for a while before I really understood where they were coming from and how they were drawing that conclusion. Now, what I like about you sounds like this. And it uses the chords E, A, and D. E, A, and D are actually drawn from the A major scale, but it's focusing on the E chord, and that makes E mixolydian mode. So... Most of the chords are drawn from uh, the A major scale, E mixolydian mode, and the vocals and the harmonies. Um, however, if you listen carefully to the, the lead vocal melody, the vocalist is actually singing a minor third. Um, the, you know, right, right at the beginning. You know, what I like about you, you hold me tight. So... There's a minor third. 
so this person that I was emailing with, they were analyzing the song, and they were identifying that there was a minor third sung in the vocal melody. So as they put the song together, they thought, okay, well, I have a root, a second, a minor third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. And they think, well, that makes a Dorian scale. And actually, if you do analyze the interval structure of a Dorian scale, that is taking a major scale but starting in the second degree and then analyzing the interval structure, that does make a Dorian scale. So I realized, oh, that's why they think it's Dorian. So you have to kind of look out for these things. Depending on what musicians are analyzing and what their perspective is, they might have a different view uh, on what the key is. Now, I do not... Uh, I still think that uh, what I like about you is in Mixolydian mode, and it's wrong to think of it as, as Dorian. It's, uh, the chords and the melodies and everything are actually based from E Mixolydian. However, it's applying a little bit of that minor over major blues sound, which is very common in Mixolydian mode. But the, the backup vocals and the harmony... They have the major third in there from the E Mixolydian scale, also called the E dominant scale, by the way. So I don't think it's actually accurate to call that E Dorian mode. It's better to think of it as E Mixolydian and realize that you have a little bit of a, a blues flavor in there with that, with that minor third. That sort of sound, very common in Mixolydian mode. If it were in Dorian mode, then you would expect to have a strong Dorian sound, something like, you know. Right? That's the sound of Dorian. Um, or maybe something like. Music like that would be in Dorian mode. So anyway, that's just one example, what I like about you, of how you might have some disagreement with some other musicians, and you kind of have to look out for that sort of thing and realize that uh, everybody kind of has their own perspective, their own way of viewing things. And when we say that a song's in the key of this or, a key, or the key of that, it can mean different things to different people. And so there's always some more detective work that needs to be done. And let me talk about that, detective work. When, when you're faced with a new piece of music that you've never you know, played before and you want to understand it properly, what do you do? There's a couple steps you should follow. First thing you do is you locate the pitch center. So you're not thinking about scales, you're not thinking about chords, you just want to figure out what is the primary pitch, right? And once you find that primary pitch where everything seems to kind of resolve and come back to, you know, where the music sounds most stable, when you're going to end the song, this sounds like a good pitch to end on. The next step is to determine whether that pitch fits with a major or a minor third. Okay, so you could just play like a, a major chord or a minor third and figure out which one fits best with the music. The third step would be to sort out the rest of the chords in the progression. Okay, and then the fourth step would be to determine which major scale all of the chords from the progression fit into, right? Because you might identify that, you know, a song has a tonic pitch of E. Okay. 
and then you figure out that the tonic pitch is E, and uh, it sounds like an E major works better with it, you know? It sounds like E major, okay? Then you might work out the rest of the chords in the progression, and you, and you find that you've got an E, a D, and an A. So then you would say, okay, well, that's my whole progression. Well, those three chords actually fit into the A major scale, but here this music is fo focusing on the fifth. Oh, this is E mixolydian mode. So just one example um, of what you have to do to really properly understand a song. And then if you apply scales, like I teach in the first volume of Fretboard Theory, if your primary chord is a major chord, play the major pentatonic. And then using the same example here, since it fits into the A major scale, you can play A major scale patterns over it also if you want full major scale patterns, right? But you're going to focus on that fifth degree E, producing E mixolydian mode. And then I would add to this, if you want to try playing a minor third over it, okay, a G natural over the E, kind of a bluesy sort of approach, you can try it. If it sounds like it works, then go for it, you know. But if it clashes too much, then just uh, stay away from it. Some songs work well when you kind of add in some bluesy flavor, and some songs don't, all right? So you just have to experiment and figure out if it sounds good to you or not. One more thing I should touch on here while we're on the topic of modes is that some music is really simple, and it's just based on a couple of pitches, a couple of intervals, maybe just a power chord. And there really isn't, um, it never really develops itself into a full key or, uh, or rather a full parent major scale. All right? So an example of this might be something like Whole Lot of Love by uh, Led Zeppelin. You know, just going off of that riff alone, you have an E power chord, and you got a couple of intervals in there. You had a flat seven, you know, and, and, a, and a fifth. Can't really develop that into a full major scale. So you can say, well, it's an E. Um, you can't really say if it's E major or it's E minor, right? Um, now, there are some areas in the song where you might hear some additional intervals being played, and maybe you could kind of piece together a scale. But oftentimes, in rock music and even in blues music, sometimes it uses just a couple of elements and there is no parent major scale. So you really don't think of it uh, past a couple of intervals and usually just maybe like a minor pentatonic or something. Other examples would be Voodoo Child by uh, Jimi Hendrix or Boom Boom by John Lee Hooker. Very simple and usually just like a power chord and maybe a couple of pentatonic licks and that's it. And you really wouldn't think or play, think of, or play the song in any manner beyond that. Well, that about wraps up this podcast episode. Um, as we have seen, musicians use the term key in many different and sometimes contradictory ways. The key describes the tonal center of the music, but it may not be the actual parent scale, leaving you with some detective work to do. Right? Is, is the song plain major? Is it natural minor? Is it in some other major mode or minor mode? Is the key signature in the music reflecting the true parent major scale? Or is there something else at play?
play here. So I uh, presented some ways for you to think about keys as well as some techniques to help you sort out the actual mode of a song. But remember that the way you think about a song may be different from others, right? I mean, you can try to clarify what you mean when you're playing with other musicians. Hey, you know what, this, we're in E minor, but this is E Dorian mode, and let me explain what that means, and let's all make sure we're on the same page. That might be a good thing to do. Some musicians don't want to hear that. They just say, hey, you just play, and they're going to work it out in their own way uh, somehow. So there are times when it's best just to shut up and play your guitar and uh, let everybody work it out in their own way. This concludes today's episode. Please rate this podcast and leave a positive review. Be sure to join my email list at guitarmusictheory.com in order to receive free guitar lessons and learn more about my instructional books and videos. Once subscribed, you're welcome to reply to any message with questions, and I'll get right back to you. Once again, the website is guitarmusictheory.com, and I'm Desi Serna. Keep listening, and let me know if you need any help.